Wow, that was some great worship music from our brother Dale, and um, I just want to thank him for his willingness to be able to to lead our worship services this morning. Um, before we get into our message this morning, I want to briefly talk about something that I have been missing from our regular and in-person meetings throughout throughout the weeks is the doxology. You know that that thing we sing every week following the offering. Praise God from whom. Yeah, yeah, you're getting it. That's right. I'm hearing you sing it, even though I miss it. I never really took the time to understand why we do it every week and why it's such a tradition and a staple of our church. So before we get into Jake's message this week, I want to quickly share what I have found from my own research on why we sing the doxology, which was originally, originally written in the 17th century by Thomas Kinn. Thank that's a lot of centuries ago. So first, my first question was, why a doxology? The term doxology comes from the Greek words doxa, meaning glory or splendor, and logos, translated as word or speaking. So as a word of glory, a doxology is simply a short hymn or expression of praise to God for his goodness and glory. Does that sound familiar? To me, that sounds exactly what the goal of our morning worship service is. Going a little further, most solemns are even doxological. Why sing a doxology in church? The doxology we sing in church is often known as the lesser doxology, which was authored from the original doxology that's on the screen. Now, I'm not going to even try and pronounce all of that, and I don't think you'll blame me. But what it translated into means, glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and shall ever be, world without end. Amen. The one we sing today reads, Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above, ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. What do these two doxologies have in common? They praise and they glorify God. So now I want to go into each line of the doxology and really just share what I've found that their deeper meaning is because it's really helped me learn more about why we sing this song. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. The first line. This is part of the reason why we sing the doxology after the tithe and offering section of our worship service. We praise him by giving back a portion of what he has given to us, because everything belongs to him. And then secondly, we do it in song. Some churches even sing the doxology to conclude their service, rather than in the middle. And some families will even sing the doxology before eating their meals as a praise. I think it's really cool, and maybe that's something we can implement this week, and maybe just continuously in our own lives. The second line, praise him, all creatures here below. That's a statement we see throughout scripture. I picked out three that I'm going to share today. Daniel 2.20. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, to whom belong wisdom and might. Deuteronomy 10.21. He is the one you praise. He is your God who performed for you those great and awesome wonders you saw with your own eyes. And finally, the last one I picked out was Revelation 4, 8 through 11. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under its wings. Day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worships him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crown before the throne and they say, You are worthy our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will 
they were created and have their being. Everything that God has created gives evidence that God is real. And that is just one of the reasons why we give him glory. The next line, praise him above ye heavenly host. In Psalm 148, we see that the heavenly hosts or the angels praise God. In passages Isaiah 6 and Revelation 4, we see that God is constantly worshipped by the angels in heaven. Here's a fact. Someday believers of every tribe, tongue, and nation will join the angels to worship him forever. And our last long line is praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. As we know, God exists in a trinity. God is unified as the Father, the Son, and that's right, the Holy Spirit. Each of them has separate roles, but they are always in perfect agreement. And they are equally worthy of our praise because, of, because they are all equally God. In that last, that one word, that one line, amen. This word simply means I agree. When we agree with something that is true, that has been said about God, we reply with amen to voice our affirmation publicly. So on a larger scale, we sing the doxology to glorify and praise God. We sing it after the offering as it expresses our love and affection towards God and our gratitude in doing so. Now, I invite you to sing it. And, and yes, that's in your homes, maybe sitting back in your comfortable chair and you're just sitting here listening to me. Sit up with your families and let's lift our voices in praise and sing the doxology. And then we'll get into Jake's message. Thank you. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above, ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. 